Just when you thought you were out, we pull you back in. This is And Justice for Al, brought to you by InRealDeep.com and Tazini Media. I'm your host, Steve Savino, senior writer at InRealDeep.com, and with us, as always, is Andrew Johnson. Hello, Andrew. Hey, Steve. How's it going? Good, good. And also, we have Tom. Tom is here as well. He's not built into the intro, so I don't usually call him out right away, but I probably should come up with a new modified intro to involve Tom. call him a contributor. I think he's a made man at this point. Ma, I'm a made guy. Here I am. (laughs) You're in the mafia. You're the biggest biggest dolt in the mafia, or whatever Al calls himself. That's me. <laughs> well, welcome everyone to another episode of Unjust for Al. Today, as you might remember from our last episode, we are talking about Donnie Brasco, which is an interesting Al Pacino movie. Um, I'm curious to get everyone else's take on it. It's right in the sort of 90s sweet spot of Al's career. I would say right before he starts getting zany, but there's a lot of touches of zaniness in there. It came out in 1997. It's very widely acclaimed. But um, I think everyone is waiting with bated breath to see what the three of us think about it before, in case we decide to revisit it historically. For all, all, all those people who are thinking about Donnie Brasco right now, <laughs> almost 20 years after it was made. As Andrew noted last time, it's very cheap on Amazon on Blu-ray, so yes. if you want to buy a $4 movie, yes, you can decide today whether that's a choice you like to make. So anyway, let's talk about it. I believe um, all three of us, two of us saw it today, and I believe Tom saw it very recently as well. Oh, I so finished I watching it today as well, too. So Oh, amazing. Fresh we in all, minds. This could not be fresher in our minds. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll start off, and I'll say it's not as good as I remember. <laughs> I don't know why I held it in such esteem in my mind. I think I just, I liked the um, Johnny Depp, Al Pacino dynamic. I think I recalled it being... You know, a very like a certain not a seminal mob movie, but like one of the best, more recent ones to come out. And I don't know, I didn't see it. I just, I just, it was felt very basic. It felt very generic. It felt like very introductory in a lot of ways. It didn't really break any new ground or do anything you hadn't seen before and and after a hundred times before. And it just didn't, you know, from at least from a larger movie standpoint, it didn't really sit very well with me. Yeah, I uh, so I have some interesting. I was thinking about this because I, I sort of had the same reaction. Um, it is like, especially the first thirty to forty-five minutes are like the idiot's guide to the mafia. There's a <laughs> lot of dialogue explaining how the mafia works and how you're a made man. And um, there's, there's no way all, people in the mafia literally say tell each other this is how the mafia. Right. Works. Well, it's like, it's, it's so also hot. like it's also the classic problem with like mediocre dialogue where it's the dialogue is 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 educating the viewer instead of being natural to the characters right mm-hmm. so it sort of falls into that trap but I, I i started thinking about this a little bit and the thing i kept coming back to is is this is this just not as good as i remember or there's one thing that happened in between donnie brasco and now that i think kind of totally changed the way I look at uh, mob movies like this and it was The Sopranos and I kept coming back to The Sopranos and being like, okay like The Sopranos did a lot of the same things that this movie tried to do, I think in terms of like the like the, the more mundane parts of the the mob like Goodfellas is like, you know, the Lufthansa heist so that's like a much more and Henry Hill, and that's a much more like 
greatest hits sort yeah, of moment. Yeah, he's coked up. He's killing. They're killing people. They're punching each other in the face a lot. Uh, yeah, and this one's more about the grind. It's more about like the underlings. And Sopranos, obviously, Tony Soprano is not like an underling by any measure. But a lot of the other characters, you know, like Christopher Moltisanti and stuff like that, is they 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 are in like this grind. And I just I don't think I can view that this movie the same way at all since The Sopranos. And so I I don't know. I, I kept just coming back to that. Um, it kind of I, I totally agree that it, it does this whole like it's it's not as good as I remember um, and and it does this whole like weird <laughs> idiot's guide to the mob um, and there's some pretty painful dialogue in there but but all in all I I, I just come I don't know I, I think something came along in there and was just showed how something a movie like this could be so much better and uh, and I don't know what to do with that really but it just kind of happened and um, <laughs> And that's where I sort of sort of left it. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I I, I definitely uh, definitely echo all of that. Um, with the last point, taking that first, you said AJ and the Sopranos. You know, that's what a good version of this looks like, <laughs> sustained over six and a half, seven seasons. Yeah. So it's kind of just, I mean, working back from that, I. I won't say like I hate this movie, but it's just kind of boring. It's like, all right, let's just have the most like. I mean, outside of Donnie Brasco, which is like, you know, the character, which has a degree of, uh, I don't know, uniqueness to it, uh, just based on what happens historically. Besides that, it's just like, all right, let's just take this aging, very boring, like, lefty <laughs> character. I mean, it's like the banality of Oh, who plays lefty, lefty, Tom? Zero. Like, why? I wonder why you hate the actor who plays lefty. That's so interesting. Yeah, yeah. No, but it's like a boring character, too, right? Like. No. It's it just like I don't know. I mean, it, he kind of just like seemed like a washed up like Montclair State professor <laughs> giving a like exegesis on what the mafia is, and then sputtering to himself again because that's you know what's that? That's what he likes to do in roles that have. For no anyone who's not aware, Al Pacino plays the character of Lefty Ruggiero, who's a the mobster who takes Johnny Depp's Donnie Brasco under his wing. And sort of nurtures him and brings him in and and defends him against you know, most accusations that anything you know untoward is going on, and yeah, it is it is sort of you know Al is playing sort of a mumbly Joe and you know I wouldn't agree that Al is always a mumbly Joe but I think that is there's elements of that as he gets older <laughs> but I I think I said this last time and I will say as as you know by the numbers as this turned out to be upon this last viewing i think al does do a really good job i think there's not a lot of meat to it there's a lot of shitty dialogue and there's a lot of boring elements to it it's just not there's not a lot like like andrew i think you're totally right it does sort of approach the mundane but it doesn't do the mundane in any sort of artistic or interesting way it just depicts it there's not a lot of flair style to it or, or thought behind it, like the Sopranos obviously had in spades. But I think Al does a lot with what he gets. I think there's a, some quieter moments that he does really well. And I think the last scene, you know, is very interesting. I think he does a great job and sort of being the good soldier who goes off to his death. And I think he has some funny moments, too, like when he's smashing the parking meter with a with a bat <laughs> trying to get it open. <laughs> yeah, that was... I, he yeah. has moments, but it's... It, yeah, but, I, but I, I agree. He's Whoa. not... No one is really showing off. No, I actually agree. I actually, I actually like like this performance from Pacino I didn't like love it or anything and I agree that there wasn't like that much here for him to really work with but uh you know we talked a lot about in our last podcast about how you know Danny Collins was just like 
a ridiculous character. <laughs> and, I mean, Tom, if we're going to slam him for that, then you have to say that this is kind of what we're asking for in older Al, which is, like, kind of this washed-up doddering... I mean, it, it's a more interesting <laughs> version of Al Pacino than, than Danny Collins. I know that's a very, very low bar to clear there, but... Um, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it, it, I, I guess I appreciate this sort of approach to mundanity. Uh, and I think that's, like, important that people understand. I, like, you again, you watch To Bring Up Goodfellas or Godfather. Like, yeah. a lot of mob movies either deal with, like, the very high-ranking figures or they deal with these sort of guys that, you know, made a really historic name for themselves, like Good, Goodfellas. And, like, there, there are probably in the in the in the mafia there are a lot of uh there are a lot of lefty regeros like you know rolling around guys who who are like thugs and criminals and have all these hits to their names but don't have any money and they sit there (laughs) most of the time like bashing open parking meters so they can pay off the people (laughs) above them i mean yeah no one wants to watch a two hour and 20 20 minute movie about any sort of bureaucracy especially the the mobs bureaucracy um and especially again when you've seen it so much more interestingly portrayed in in the sopranos but um i thought pacino's performance was was pretty good here it we should bring up this point that this is an amazing cast i mean mm-hmm. um you know you got johnny depp opposite him and i actually thought johnny depp was was very good in, in this movie as well and then you know michael madsen bruno kirby uh paul giamatti for like a hot second tim blake nelson for a hot second um the guy of fight club fame yeah for a hot second also like the guy who was the villain in one season of 24 he was like the (laughs) he was like the the fbi contact Um, he's got a painfully russian name yeah 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 that's why i'm not gonna bother to say it it's just and oh and and hash of course um who that's who that was yeah yeah, who is yeah, I don't know about her performance, but um, it, it seems like a a, a a poor woman's version of um, Lorraine, Lorraine Bra- Bracco. Bracco from from uh, Goodfellas. Um, uh, yeah, it's an amazing cast. So in that sense, it's it's kind of a disappointing movie um, when viewed that way. When you've got all that talent, um, and it's for it to have it be such a paint by numbers sort of story, like yeah. Yeah. I guess there, there's a few moments, and you, you kind of touched upon this. I mean, to me, like it's it's very clear that the filmmakers, like Mike Newell and, and the actors, were going into this movie and saying, "All right, this is a serious mob movie. That we're making a very serious movie." Yep. So knowing that, like what I'm about to say, like can't be true. But let's just say, in an alternate universe, they had <laughs> intended to create this movie that was just really farcical and campy, <laughs> kind of paint by numbers. Yeah. Then, in a certain kind of way, it's it's really funny but i just think it's unintentional <laughs> El Pacino, no, like, i will give him that there's a few scenes where there's just nothing to work with and I, like i just started laughing it's like <laughs> he's just banging on a parking meter because he, he's literally trying to get quarters he's like big, the guy's going around the room asking him it's like oh we got any new scores and just, hilariously <laughs> the best they can come up with is like a dollar fifty to pass to <laughs> their mom <laughs> I was like, that's a funny joke, but I just don't think they meant it that way. <laughs> and there were all these sort of like hijinks, like where, where uh, you know, Depp almost gets caught as being, you know, by someone who he knows. And he's constantly talking about people grabbing his dick or, or <laughs> not taking his shoes off. And yeah. the little feisty Japanese man who refuses to back down to oh, these five yeah. big Italian guys. Yeah. 
So like that, that that should have been like that was like you could tell they thought it was like a serious moment. Like look how they're beating the shit out of this Japanese guy, and and Depp gets so mad he even joins in sort of. But it's also so ridiculous. Like why are they beating the shit out? Of, like why couldn't they just leave? Like it takes right. it it takes it it takes it too far. But you're right. There was a fine line between like a serious moment and like this is very silly. Why are as anyone would ever do this? Also, I like when uh, I, I don't know which one of them is. It is near the end. He's like, I got a truck full of razor blades. <laughs> what are you going to do with razor blades? And then and the guy's response is, is, do you know how many razor blades you can fit in a truck? <laughs> it's just, yeah. Yeah, this, I guess it should have been more of a comedy. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a, there was one, I, don't, I forget which point in the movie, but they're like sitting around. Uh, it's not the point of the scene, but you like hear, like you overhear some of them talking about like, when uh, when Nixon was president, and that's when things were really, <laughs> yeah. really good. And then they like start talking about the Ayatollah Khomeini, and they're like asking Tony uh, Basco's opinion about it. And I just like couldn't stop laughing for two minutes. <laughs> Didn't but, he butcher the Ayatollah's name too? Yeah, it's like Ayatollah Satnamani. Yeah, that guy. What do you think about it? Yeah. I was like, oh, uh, that could have been funny, but I can barely hear what they're saying. Most of the notes I took were funny, like with the like the the lion thing, like how they suddenly acquire a lion and then the lion sort of comes back. Like they tried to play that one for laughs, and it seems like they thought that was like the big joke in the movie. Yeah, and that wasn't even funny. That was just sort of odd. Like why are they cutting around this? Why are they feeding this lion hamburgers? Like it's <laughs> just inefficient. Get like a. <laughs> You're like forty pounds of meat. It was in it was deli. in the back seat too. It would have just killed them horribly when they got back. <laughs> I didn't understand that because they were like, "Oh, it's trapped in the back seat." But how did they get into the back seat? Like, and yeah. didn't yeah? It's not like a police car where it's like caged in there. Yeah. Also, all, leather seats in front of them. Also, we have to bring up that this is the second out of five movies that we've done that has just randomly involved a big cat because Scarface had a. An unexplained tiger. So, so. <laughs> oh, I hope there's more cats to come. We had the king of the jungle and the Siberian tiger. So, yeah, yeah. What what big cat will be next? Yeah, what what's to come? Well, there, was it on the extended cut of this movie or just in the actual film? I don't know. Well, I think two of us stopped. But there was this moment. The the other ca- scene with the cat was with uh, whatever like mobster who had like cat duty taking by the chain and like some women like some like neighborhood woman was like yelling at him in like italian or russian or something about, about i don't think i cat. saw that scene you see that aj yeah i did wait steve did you get the extended version of the of the no i just watched uh, the regular version no, see tom and i but i got the extended version of we, the oh i miss i missed another yeah, jungle got, cat scene what yeah, another, <laughs> tom was, and i got bonus 20 minutes which i think was all ha- filled with inanity <laughs> yeah you missed you missed the scene for the ages <laughs> <laughs> they had they made no sense, but it was pretty uh, funny. Well, you have to talk about. I'm I'm now curious since we have both sides here, Tom. The the air conditioning scene. That one is just that we were wondering before you got on, Steve, if 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 that was in the extended version. But I don't remember that scene either. What ha- what air conditioning scene is there? <laughs> yeah, so we're like right... going over scenes that people have never seen. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's amazing, and maybe you know it, it it speaks to what the the people were trying to do with this movie when they made it. But yeah, so right, but right before they get on the yacht, um, and have the big like confab soiree there with the, the uh, yeah, yeah, with the with the mob bosses. Right before that, there's a scene where Al Pacino is in his hotel room, uh, which apparently, by the way, he's uh, supposedly sharing 
with Donnie Brasco, which is funny in its own right to me. The two mobsters are down in Florida <laughs> sharing a room. Um, well, money's tight, you know. <laughs> money's tight. You know? <laughs> There's not a lot in the parking meter, Tom. Hey, I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> forget about it. <laughs> yeah, forget about it. Motel Six. Forget about it. Um, so yeah, he walks. Uh, Donnie Brasco walks in, and uh, Al Pacino's character has a blanket on him and he's just shivering <laughs> even though we're in Miami and then after like a couple odd like moments you realize that somehow the uh, the AC is not working it's just blasting and so his solution to that is to like start complaining to Donnie Brasco about how terrible his life is because this room's so cold <laughs> and then it's just it's like it's like a four or five minute long scene yeah that is definitely not it, in the version I saw <laughs> it's also like he's also blaming uh, Michael Madsen's character for like playing a prank on him and then the knobs are off the air conditioning unit. That's that's the big, it's really a strange scene. Um, and then they and then they call each other. Uh, then they then they just start cursing at each other for uh, <laughs> for like a minute. And then by the end, when Donnie Brasco just storms out, then Al Pacino like yells something to him about how like he's not supposed to be doing anything like this on Mother's Day. And then he locks himself <laughs> out of the room. And then. Like it might as well have just ended with a sound like bump and up and up bump bump. It was the weirdest thing. And then all of a sudden they're happy on a boat. That's so interesting. What an odd scene to film in the first place. Like, what was what was the takeaway there? Had that made it in? Who knows? Like my like, own takeaway just fun? was just I can't believe two guys having a good. These guys, this is the weirdest group of writers on a movie I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> that's so interesting wow so there, there's there's a lot to this there's definitely you know and it's interesting like i i don't you know i was just i was thinking about it when the movie ended and like like i said i look back on it and think of it as this very important you know you know memorable mob movie and again it has it's it's not i'm not saying it's not it's terrible it's just i just recall it being i guess better than it was but it's just interesting how like like you said there's a lot of force lightness to it there's a lot of missed opportunities it doesn't really say anything unique or different and i think about like a movie that came out recently like a most violent year which is a mob movie you know it's not mundane necessarily but it's about more not you know it's not very exciting there's not a lot of shootings there's not a lot of blood it's like it's about like being a like work a day mobs are like cutting crooked business deals and like that sort of side of it but it's just made with so much more care and thought and like approaches it from an interesting angle and when you compare like something like that which i don't consider overly fantastic but when you put up against something like donnie brasco which really doesn't have much to say it's just interesting that i hold one in such i held one in such a claim and now i go hmm this actually is relatively you know meh yeah i well i I guess it kind of gets back to my point too which is that like um i i I would kind of argue that the point of the movie is uh uh well one of the points is that you know the 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 mafia is not really glamorous at all um Mm -hmm. and uh and but who wants to really see that in a movie (laughs) Like, yeah, I guess I guess the most violent year you're pointing out, but even that is more about like a a guy higher on the food chain, right? So, uh, you know, this is just about the like sociopaths who form the like lower ranks of of, of the mob, and you know, yeah, who wants to spend two hours and twenty seven minutes if you watch the extended cut learning all about that? <laughs> 
So I, I would personally watch just a one man show of uh, Al Pacino in a in a trapped in a hotel room with the air conditioning and he can't turn it off. <laughs> I I would love to see that movie. I would happily review that. And uh, spoiler, I think it'd be a great movie for him. <laughs> so now we know the Pacino movie that Tom wants to see. We just gotta get. <laughs> If only we could travel back in time and make that a thing. He's got time left to make it. <laughs> well, he's probably not very busy. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. The Danny Collins, too, but other than that. He's busy just becoming Danny Collins in real life. So. <laughs> I will say the one thing I did enjoy from this, that I, that is like the most memorable scene in the entire movie, is the scene with Paul Giamatti and Tim Blake Nelson when they're asking... Yeah. Thaddeus Brasco, what forget about it means? Yeah, like yeah. that is a really well good That's scene. Funny. Like Depp does funny. a great job with it. It's funny. Like, and you can you can just see Giamatti and like Nelson like are so much better than the little roles they have in that yeah. scene too. Like yeah. they imbue it with a sort of like lightness and, and fun and like seriousness when it needs to be. Like they know exactly what to do. You could tell like okay, these guys aren't too shitheads. Like they're gonna be actually good <laughs> actors. Yeah, someday. this guy this guy's gonna be John Adams from this role. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this yeah. guy's gonna be the Rhino, and this guy's gonna be someone else in The Incredible Hulk. This- it's like two of the most capable actors in the entire movie, you know. I, I guess that the other thing that kind of like I guess bugged me about the movie, it's like all of the, all of the uh, with all the acting talent again was just that I felt like most of the guys in there were playing a watered down variation of some other role they had already played. Like I mean, Michael Madsen is sort of like the most obvious example, like. Uh, I, I can't remember which color he is in um, uh, in uh, in blonde, right? Yeah, uh, in what, what movie am I talking about? Tarantino. Uh, Reservoir Dogs. No, the first one. What, what did you say, Steve? Uh, Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, Reservoir, Reservoir Dogs. Dogs. Got. Um, anyway, uh, like that, and then um, yeah, I, I just felt like a lot of them were just kind of I'd seen like better versions of that character in another movie already. Um, with the possible exception of uh, with with the possible exception of, of Al Pacino, I don't know. We've seen that character a lot. I think to your point, Steve, all those schlocky movies that you said that you say sort of predate the really bad Al, like Two for the Money. He kind of plays that doddering sidekick type guy. So, but even like, then, he never he doesn't usually get the ability mm-hmm. to actually be. Like he's 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 not even doddering. He's just sort of like past his prime, you know. Yeah. Like this, this is one of the few times they let him sort of be frumpy and down on his fragile. luck. Fragile, yeah. yeah, yeah, fragile. Like the fragile is a great word for it. Like you could tell, like you said, Andrew. I think you described it really well. Like he's just a, a hitman guy who's who survived way longer than he probably should have, yeah. and is now just sort of puttering around, you know, biding his time, waiting for it all to come to a close. Yep. Yep. And he does a good job with that. I think we can all agree that Al is. An American treasure. <laughs> no uh, we're all signed up for that one, right, Tom? <laughs> I will say also, Bruno Kirby playing tennis. That one scene was pretty great. I enjoyed that a lot. <laughs> that was another funny scene. Yeah, An okay. unintentionally very funny. Movie. I did not really think of how many funny scenes there were in this movie, but now I'm like, I think they should just played it as a comedy most of the time. Yeah, I think that is an interesting way to to look at it. Yeah, that it's, was so silly. It's that. funny that Abscam was involved because if they had just played like a straight comedy, this this movie could have been better than like American Hustle. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, the same level of silliness. Which may be a good touch point. I guess we're talking about sort of like the memory of this movie, right? Um, and I also remember like liking it a lot, and certainly it's been almost twenty years since I saw it, so that's part of it. Um, I hope my my brain has uh, evolved over that time. But 
I think this is one of those movies that like any given year you see and you're like, oh, that was a, that was that was a good movie, that was fun, and then like it just it just is like very disposable, a very disposably good movie. You know, it's like it's not like no one would call it a classic, and it's just like it's not not memorable really beyond like the the um the you know the 10 minutes after when you're like oh it was kind of fun so al pacino and johnny depp do a gangster thing you know yeah yeah and andrew like you said before we started recording this is you know maybe the most normal role and performance johnny depp has ever had (laughs) or at least the most high profile normal one so i think a lot of people i i certainly think i looked back on it in that regard like Thinking, oh yeah, that was when Johnny Depp was, uh, you know, just being a mobster and wasn't dressed in wacky Willy Wonka clothing and hopping around and like, yelling. Yeah, like, it was like this and Blow, basically. The, <laughs> the yeah. And even Blow, he's like in like the seventies leisure suit and he has like crazy hair and everything. So, um, yeah. As I was saying before we got on, I think I still think it would have been to just amp up the humor. Just have uh, Johnny Depp as Edward Scissorhands in this movie. It would have been hilarious, sir. <laughs> Oh, J- Jackie Sparrow. Oh, hey, Jackie Sparrow. Hey, Jackie. Hey, Jackie. <laughs> like a tracksuit version of the Jack Sparrow. Uh... I wish Hollywood would give us a couple million dollars to remake this movie and <laughs> with some of the ideas we're throwing out here. Hey, Jackie Sparrow. <laughs> it would be unique. There's no doubt about that. We would stand out amongst the crowd for sure. All right, let's um, let's give it some grades. What did you guys think of, the, of all three... Uh, Corleone family members, which one would you apply to Donnie Brasco? Andrew? This is, this is, we're assessing the Al Pacino performance specifically. Uh, yes, I, that's I, true, of I, course. I, yes, yes, yes. I would give this a Michael. Actually, have we been doing or, uh, that? No, I don't no. know if that's entirely. I think that was we the original have been, idea. That's how I've been doing it. I'm so. not sure if there are rules to this. <laughs> there are no rules. I just <laughs> mixed. I just you're breaking the fourth wall by saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I just misspoke and said a Michael. I, I meant to say Sonny. I was right in the middle. Um, uh, you know, it's uh, it's a it's a fine but flawed performance. You know, they need, needed to get assassinated in a toll booth at some point, probably about <laughs> hour two, two uh, anywhere past two hours. It could it could have gone, but you know, it's it's serviceable. <clears throat> Tom, would you concur? Yeah, I I'm, I I almost gave it to Fredo just because it's kind of a goofy character uh, <laughs> and a goofy movie. If we're doing it to the the acting job. Eh, it's a it's a reluctant uh, a reluctant sunny I'd say <laughs> it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. That's good. That's progress, especially after Danny Collins. So it's I mean, yeah, the, that was the last month the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> that's <laughs> that was a actually, whole month away. That's a good segue. I meant to say earlier that maybe part of the reason that I was totally fine with this in a way that I <laughs> normally wouldn't be is because of what preceded it. So. <laughs> Yeah. The good thing is, I think we're going way up from this back to some good stuff too. So that this is a nice like gateway uh, back into things that we'll, people actually we'll, care about we'll, and want to we'll, see. We'll see if Tom agrees with that when I unveil the movie <laughs> for true. next month. But anyway, uh, oh, oh joy! <laughs> I'm gonna, uh, I give it a sunny too. I mean, it's you know Al definitely does does a nice job with it, and it's you know again 1997. If you look at um the Al Pacino movies around this one. He's definitely getting into a little bit of the weeds there. Um, what was the one that preceded it? Devil's Advocate was right after it. So Devil's Advocate is about as loud as you can possibly get when you're talking out. <laughs> uh, that's coming uh, up in a couple months. Oh, my uh, God. But then The Insider is right after that, and he goes back uh, to being really good in The Insider. So. That's a good one. 
So yeah, it's um he was I guess he was sort of mixing him back and forth at this point, like from screamy shock to to trying to be a little still a little thoughtful and try something a little different. So we're getting and we don't know we're we're slandering the great Al Pacino a lot on this podcast, but maybe the offers he was getting at this point all turned into shit, and he still could have said no, but maybe he just what people were like, yeah, yeah, you were great in Son of a Woman when you yelled and danced. Like, how about so you yell so and dance here? So you're saying he's just playing himself again because he needed the roles just like the guy needed the quarters from the uh, parking, uh, parking lot head. That makes me like it a little more even. So I, I will say this is <clears throat> this is probably the one of his best performances of the last 20 years. So I'll just yeah. put that out there. Again, not saying that much. But... Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, by yeah. by default. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh God. Well, another one in the books, guys. Um, I think it's you know if you haven't seen Donnie Brasco, it's definitely worth a shot. If you're a fan of of mob movies in general, it's again it's nothing you haven't already seen before. But there's some elements there that are good, and it, it does like you said. I think Andrew, you're, I didn't think about the Sopranos at all until you brought that up, and I think that does you know, and it's got that '90s you know standard definition feel yeah. to it too like it looks very much like a movie like when i watched sopranos on vhs back when i was in high school <laughs> it reminded me of putting this this dvd in my blu-ray player and trying yeah. to watch it so yeah yeah if, if you've seen the sopranos definitely go and buy it. the amazon's practically giving away the, the blu-ray so you can just buy it for five bucks or um, andrew and tom might sell you that <laughs> that's true or if you haven't seen the sopranos don't waste two hours and seven to 27 minutes watching Donnie Brasco and just watch the first two episodes of The Sopranos. So that'd be my, my advice to people. Echo that. There you go. Strong words from the executive editor of InRealDeep.com. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. Uh, um, uh, if you uh, are... Wait, wait, wait. Oh. We got we to talk about... We got to tease next month. I was just going to do that. I was just oh, going to segue oh. us into next month. I'm not going to not right. move forward without talking about it. Hey, all right, all right. Forget about it. Yeah, forget about it. <laughs> Sometimes forget about it. Yeah, yeah, it's a Fugazi. <laughs> That's a great scene, too. We forgot to talk about that. I when he said that, that, I thought of the band Fugazi. I was like, the the hardcore band from Washington, D.C.? Oh. I know a lot of Italian people. They don't say Fugazi that much. But uh. they might have started saying it after this. So. <laughs> we'll never know. Forget about it that much. Yeah, forget about it. <laughs> But yeah, our next movie is is going to be a great one. I think we can all get behind Heat. I'm very I haven't seen Heat in a very long time, and I'm really excited to watch it. I'm excited to watch it too. Tom, are you excited? I can't wait to see that plotting four hour long terrible crime drama. Uh, Come on, there's shooting. There's Dennis Haysbert. There's Danny Trejo. Val Kilmer. If we're talking about a great cast, Heat is one of the best casts maybe ever. Back when Tom Sarsmer wasn't a crazy drug-addled psycho, <laughs> it's Heat is pretty. And there's, oh my god, I'm just thinking of all the great yelling Pacino scenes in Heat. I'm so excited. Oh, that's good. It's going to be great. We have to soundboard those, Andrew. We're going to have it's, to get some of those great clips. Oh, in, yeah. In, in there. We'll be able to find those. And it's a Michael Mann movie. I like Michael Mann, so. It is. Yeah, yeah I agree. <clears throat> So join us again, everyone, in, in I guess, in maybe later on in July. I don't know, whenever our lives align again and get this out to you. But watch Heat if you don't have Heat. And, and join us to, to listen to us talk about it because it's a great one. Set aside three hours. Get out of the heat by watching <laughs> Heat. Uh. Look at you. That's good. Uh-huh. Yeah, Mark. Sure. Uh-huh. <laughs> Chino improvisation there. Oh, Get out of the heat. <laughs> okay, yeah, Heat. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha.
<laughs> Those are both like varying levels of not good. On this. Uh, yeah, the, the Pacino impressions are not going to improve, no matter how many. I know. I like the yelling so though. Yeah. Never get I better. love the yelling. <laughs> well, uh, for Andrew, for Tom, for everyone listening, thank you guys so much for joining us. And as always, we are one nation under Pacino, with liberty and justice for Al. <laughs>